Welcome back to Trends in Low Places, a comedic exploration of the dumbest stories of the day. I am one of your hosts, Mike Cushing. And I am the don't worry to his be happy, Michael Howard. That really does describe the two of us, mm-hmm. you know? I'm just I, a real I never big worry. happy ray of sunshine. I've never seen you worry about anything mm-hmm. historically, especially not this entire last year. Nope. Like, not a, nope. not a cloud in the sky for this guy. No anxiety here, and you are nothing but a ball of... Of a ray of sunshine, I think. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I'll be a big ball of sunshine, <laughs> similar to the sun, shining my good <laughs> good warmth down on everybody. Except, uh, Michael. Oh, sorry. How, how have you been, buddy? Uh, you know what? I've, I'm doing pretty well. I'm doing pretty well. You know, it's, yeah. it's uh, the sun is shining outside, um, which means it's not snowing, but it means that it is approximately a negative 627 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah, are they at uh, lighting the train tracks on fire level of cold, or is it not that bad? Uh, it probably, although, like, I haven't ridden the train in, oof, going on almost a year now, so I yeah. don't know. I don't even know yeah, if the my... train still exists, to be honest. All right, yeah, because you moved away from the train stop, you can't. You probably can't even hear it anymore. Yeah, we're, like, Damn. halfway in between two train stops, so, like, maybe we could hear it. I don't know. If it was or running, it could be or gone. if it existed. Yeah, well. Could be gone. Sorry. I can't wait for you to find out, but it sounds, sounds like a nice little discovery. Are you kidding me? I'm never getting on a train again. If I don't have, well, what's the point? What's the point? I mean, why, why would I get on a train and with all those dirty people that are all, all over the place, just breathing their air? Fuck that. So what's what's your game plan after after everything opens up and people are allegedly vaccinated? Are you just going to walk? you going to drive everywhere? I mean, what's, what are you up to? Yeah, I mean, well, I have a new car, you know. The the sure. all wheel drive Subaru Forester has been very useful in the uh, in the snow. So you'll have Rachel ride the train. Oh, Rachel drive the train. Okay, to work. okay. That's. I, I mean, I don't. Sense. I don't plan on working anymore. So like, I don't need to take the train to work. And then like, there's Ubers, right? And that's only that one is... person that I have to breathe their dirty air rather than that's true. All of the peoples. That's right. I had forgotten that you uh you were living that unemployed life and loving it, <laughs> baby. <laughs> It's, uh, you know what, I honestly, I'm the happiest I've been in a long time, and I'm not even joking. Everyone should just Michael, stop working. If we just tell everyone we're just not doing it anymore, then they'll have to figure it out. Michael, you look happy, you sound happy, you, you got a glow to you. you we were going to record last night, and you were just, like, you were happy out just bowling, getting drunk, and that's oh, yeah. that's the kind of life I aspire to right now. Yeah, and normally I what I would do is go out and get drunk, and then, but like sad drunk. This was a much right. happy, I was happy. Michael, I we've done post bowling sad drunk recordings, For and sure. like frankly, it shows. Those shows we everyone knows them. I uh, must have been bowling again. Yeah, Michael, I will say uh, on the 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 downside of being employed, mm. um, and also why today I'm not a a happy ball of sunshine. Michael, have you ever been on the obviously the receiving end of a reply all? Like email mm-hmm. apocalypse. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. So I had one of those today. Like it's been a, a while <laughs> since we've had one. Like literally the last one we had was only about a 200, maybe 500 person group. And someone at my company, which shall not be named, was giving away two tickets for the local baseball team, the the, the Atlanta Braves. And it was like, respond to this if like whatever. Literally... Uh, Everyone started responding to it. It's like, no, 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 respond to the, the single person who sent this, which <sighs> is the fault of the sender because they should have done BCC. 
That was bad. Yes, that was bad. You should, yeah, BCC is definitely the way to go on that one. But but still, like, y'all, it's like it's 2020. We've had email for a long ass time. You you know that that's not the appropriate way. Like, why do I need to know that you were going to what that you want these tickets from this other random person? Michael, here's this morning a reply all was sent out. Just some innocuous email about like a like a data request to like one specific person. And they'd copied in the wrong, like, Google Cloud email alias for the company. And rather than, I would assume, like, a 10-person group, it was a 17,000-person group. Holy shit. And everyone immediately started being like, I don't think this is for me. This isn't for my my store. Uh, can I get off this list? Literally, within, within a minute and a half, 600 emails of, this isn't for me. And then, Michael, here's where it gets really bad. And... There are two kinds of people in this world. Actually, three. There are people who, when they see an email clearly not meant for them, and they've been included on it, they ignore it. Mm -hmm. The second group responds, hey, this isn't for me, pissing off everyone who's also on the chain. The third type of person, and arguably the people who, I think grounds for immediate termination (laughs) or possibly just immediate one-way ticket to hell, these people start a new email thread to the same group with the subject line, Please stop replying. Don't reply all. I got no less than 30 of those people starting their own little chains. So another every single thir- time. Another 30 threads of mm-hmm. 17,000 emails mm-hmm. addresses and going out. Literally all anyone has to do here is shut the fuck up. Just do nothing. Just shut up. Just shut the fuck up. I've learned that people, when when the appropriate response is to do absolutely nothing, that is... It's, it hurts the people's hardest, brains. The hardest thing to do. And the, the worst part about it for someone like me, Michael, is I will barely respond to the emails that I'm supposed to open oh, yeah. and read. And I can barely be bothered to answer those. When it's somebody's like, oh, this isn't meant for me. Delete. Until, oops, the thread keeps popping back up because people are ding-dong idiots. How much time do you have on your hands that you feel the need to reply all to a accidental reply all to tell them not to reply all or that you're not like, why would you not just respond to the original person and be like, hey, I clearly you clearly didn't mean to spend this to me like that would be the appropriate way to do it, because then they get 600 emails and just them and then they learn never to do that again. The worst, actually, Michael, there's a fourth type of person. (laughs) I'm, I'm, I'm looking back through my experience. You're right about everything you said the fourth person however is someone who takes like the goody goody two-shoes corporate high road and like after everyone is being like can you please for the love of god stop replying all even they were even though they are replying all Mm -hmm. someone it happened last time and it definitely happened this time will respond hey everyone please remember our company values which include respect for all people and doing the right thing none of which anyone on this thread is exhibiting it's like Listen, Karen, no one fucking needs that right now. <laughs> Take those company values and shove them up your ass, okay? There is nothing worse than the person who chimes into an argument or something that they're not part of to tell everyone how they should just not argue. Mm-hmm. You're like, yeah, we all know this. Yeah. But we are anyways, because yeah. why not? You can also, we off. are arguing, and now that we're invested in it, we're fucking gonna fucking see it through so you can get the fuck out of here until later you can go get us hot dogs or something and come back later honestly i think it's people who just want they're mad that everyone else is getting attention and they're they're like the quickest way to make everyone here hate me is to do this and then i will be getting all the attention 
and the, the the other part is too, Michael. There are certain situations where there is no high road. There's the low road, certainly, which some people choose, and there's just the middle path of doing. Like I just stop and sit down. Like the, there's the do nothing path. There is no high road in a situation like this. Like you can't pull out the value card because everyone here is an asshole, especially you for responding with that. So fuck you. You know what you should have responded. You should have responded reply all to that directly to that person though like at that person uh hey uh the ceo isn't gonna fuck you (laughs) well so what i was thinking of uh was there were a handful of people on my team who weren't part of the um the reply all apocalypse because somehow they weren't on this specific uh alias so i was gonna be i was thinking about being like uh plus in uh like michael for visibility (laughs) yeah just welcome to the shit show pal um yeah i don't know michael it's just one of those things that happen every once in a while and like they're almost kind of funny in retrospect but as they're happening all i can all i can do is want to slip my own throat how is it possible that in all of the technology that we have that there is not a way to put something in, just a little check, that if you're sending it to, say, more than 15 people, that it goes, are you sure you want to do this? Like a little clippy. It's like, it looks like you're trying to send an email to 19,000 people. Are you sure that this is important enough to send to 19,000 people? Uh, In a lot of ways, clippy was a bad, terrible idea, but in so many ways, clippy was pretty, like, I think for now, it's like, do you really want to do what you're about to do? Like, it's 3 a.m. Do you really want to tweet? <laughs> hmm. I think Clippy was ahead of his time, honestly. Like, he, I don't need you to pop up and be like, it looks like you're writing a resume. And it's like, fuck you. Like, yes, but I don't need you to do it. Like, I, I know where to find the templates for this in, in Word. I don't, like, need, I don't need 1999 AI to write my resume for me. Sorry. <laughs> now, maybe. I yes. think. I think we need, like... We need a Clippy who's just like that little voice to tell you, are you sure? Are you sure you want to do this? This is this is forever on the Internet. You do realize that. Yeah, I, I think we all we kind of all missed the boat on Clippy. Like the reason behind it, Michael, to your point, it was like, it looks like you're trying to do this everyday task, like a, like a resume or mm-hmm. like a deed or something. It's like, OK, I don't need you, Clippy. <laughs> but now it's like apps have gotten like fairly complicated, especially new. Like, you know what, Michael, if there was a Clippy for, hey, older millennial or like a gen xer <laughs> looks like you're trying to use tiktok here's a here's a quick primer on how, how how this one works like that shit would be helpful or be just like hey it's 3 a.m you're about to buy a hot dog at, like uh like maybe not like maybe just go home maybe and like you can say like no i really want this and it's like fine you you know live your life but i just wanted to but let michael, you know that i'm here but michael that i mean again when when have you ever said yes to clippy You've never said yes to Clippy. You never will say yes to Clippy. But at, if at 3 a.m. you're getting somebody asking you about, do you really want to get this hot dog? <laughs> at least you've had the opportunity to to like really just lean into it. Yeah, I mean, like, you have the, if it's just you, have the you, you just do it. Yeah, at least you get to know that you're invested in whatever you're about to do. So like when you look back and regret it, you can only blame yourself. You you there was a second thought to it, and that's the important part. Hmm. It's kind of like um, it's. It looks like you're trying to do a Google search and not type this into a Twitter thread. So you may, maybe you're trying. Maybe you should stop trying to type big busty whores into this Twitter thing. <laughs> that one, Michael. I, I mean, I've never. I've never gotten caught 
typing big, big bussy of whores. But <laughs> so my setup, I think I've talked about it on the show a little bit. I have my laptop, my work laptop. I have my second screen that I plug into the laptop. And then I have my other screen with my desk, like my home desktop that I use to slack with you ding dongs mm-hmm. so sometimes during the day i'll have my keyboard up looking at my right hand screen to chat with you guys um but also i have my work slack connected on that computer um and then i'll have my other like laptop up and sometimes i'll just be like forgetting which screen i'm working on i mean like i almost did it just now talking about something to you about uh the someone swallowing earbuds in the middle of the night <laughs> i almost slacked that directly to one of my uh reports and, you know, it's not bigbustyhorse.com or anything, but I've got, you know, I've gotten close to saying some, like, ridiculous shit to people. Yeah. In the wrong window. That is that is the risk when you uh, Actually, slack during work. The worst part of it is some, I've almost tweeted from my employer's account Ooh. things that I was trying to slack to you. <laughs> See, that's when you need a clippy. It's like, are you sure your company wants you to say this? Are you and, sure? You know, I'm like, hey. Hey, Clippy, bitch, you don't know my brand. Get out of here. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't, Clippy, but just to spite you, I'm going to do it now. Because mm-hmm. fuck you, Clippy. I'm going to make my own resume. Des- I wonder how many bad decisions Clippy has escalated. Just like, fuck you, get out of my face. <laughs> it is It is like when you're when you're drunk and that, that friend who clearly is sober is like, are you sure? Maybe it's time to go home. And you're like, look, even if I wanted to, now I can't. You yeah. have done this now. I'm pot committed now, baby. Yeah. Michael, that raises an interesting question, and then I want to get to some stories. And I have a, th- a sh- like I have an early shower thought. Ooh, but yeah. I was uh, uh, thinking about this the other day. How do you treat the robots or the AIs in your life, like your Google Home, a Siri, for instance, a Cortana? Because everyone uses Cortana. <laughs> um, honestly, I I hardly ever use the the voice activated. Right, yeah, you're paranoid. No, it's not even that. It's just. I am rarely in a place where I want everyone to hear what I'm saying to my phone, like what I'm what I'm searching for. Like I've started using it recently to make timers. That's about it. So like when I'm cooking, I'll be like, hey, Google. No, just shut up, Google. Uh, But like start a timer for 10 minutes or something. But like uh, and I just say it. It's very matter of fact. It's like, you know, do this. But when. okay, so two things. So one, when they give you a result. Mm -hmm. How do you how do you respond if anything? I usually don't unless it's okay. wrong, and then I'm like, "What the fuck?" Like when we okay, use Giphy so, on on <laughs> we use Giphy on fucking well, Giphy's Giphy is extraordinarily bad. It is extraordinarily um, bad, but like, do we know that if it it is bad because it's bad or because we literally berate it constantly if anytime it makes the slightest mistake? So this is what I'm getting at. So I have two responses. So whenever and it's probably gonna happen, but like just like you when you said you know, blank Google to get its attention and you didn't want it. And then it just starts talking. Yeah. When that happens, I'm just like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. But when they give me like a good recipe or the timer goes off or they tell me what the weather is outside, (laughs) I almost always say thanks (laughs) to the robot. (laughs) That's just smart though, because you never know. You never know when the robots are going to take over. It's not, we don't know if it's going to be in our lifetime or not. Exactly. And so I was I was making this point because I said thank you offhandedly in front of my uh, Google Home uh, in front of the girl I'm seeing. And she was like, what did you do that for? And I was like, (laughs) I stopped to think about it. But I was just like, you know what? AI is going to be a thing. 
everyone's worried that, like, Elon Musk says it's going to kill us eventually. The AI that, like, we have in our homes right now and on our phones are going to be the building blocks that train every other future AI. Mm -hmm. So it's not just a matter of when the robot uprising eventually does happen, they might remember that I was nice to them. Um, But it's also, like, being kind and training politeness into the robot might save everyone's life eventually. But on the flip side, when they give me a dumb fucking answer and just or just completely interrupt my train of thought, if I say, hey, Google, shut the fuck up. I'm not interested right now. It's going to listen right now. Um, that's important. It's like training a child. Sometimes mommy and daddy don't want to hear yeah. you talk, Google. Yeah. Sorry. Shut the fuck up. Just because you said mom 47 times doesn't mean I'm going to answer you politely this time. Yeah, you work for me. Right? Also, I think, you know, like you said, as AI is going to become a more ubiquitous part of our lives, and we're probably at some point, like especially now, it's we interact with AI probably more than we interact with human beings a lot. I feel like it's a way to keep yeah, our Michael, humanity. alone. <laughs> of course I do. <laughs> I feel like it's a way to keep our humanity. Like, if somebody does something for you out, like, you say thank you. And the people who don't say thank you or don't give you the wave when you let them into fucking traffic, now I'm going to run you off the road. Like. So, I mean, why why wouldn't I? Yeah, Michael, I got to be honest with you. I don't think there's anything in life uh, that, and I've become a very zen driver in general. Um, like, I've learned to be very calm behind mm-hmm. the wheel yep. for the most part. Um, nothing pisses me off more than when someone doesn't wave. When they don't acknowledge the if fact that you did something. If they don't give me the wave, if they just like, don't even look up, like, because some, sometimes you can see they don't even look up to their mirror. I'm saying, yeah. how Fucking dare you. I mean, that's like, that's like if somebody, if you let somebody like cut, like go in front of you and like, oh, you have, uh, you have only two items at the grocery store and I have this whole cart, go right ahead. And if they were just, if they just took it and didn't say a word or even look at you in the eye, that would be, that like, who would do that? Why would you do that on the road? Yeah. It's, it's just rude. It's, it's unfathomably rude. I, I will say it. the, the one, one of the things that, uh, not having a job. It has allowed me to be a much more zen driver because, for one, I'm doing a lot of errands in the middle of the day, and there are a lot less people on the road. Two, I am not in a constant hurry. Like, it's not like, oh, I, sh- I need to do this on my lunch break, and if it takes literally two minutes longer, I'm going to be late for something. Right. And it's like, it's such a, it's such a better experience because I'm just like, yeah, if it takes me 25 minutes to do this task instead of 15, like, oh, fucking well, I guess I'll have... 10 minutes less to dick around on the computer later because i'll have 10 minutes less to feel bad about myself <laughs> and that so, is actually one of those things uh so like i know a bunch of people uh well pr- michael i know you use instacart uh or and hopefully you stop now that they're uh union busting not new. Uh, i don't use instacart anymore because i like going to the grocery store in the middle of the right? day it is so such I, a pleasant the experience same thing. So yeah, again, so the to the girl I'm seeing, she Instacarts a lot, and I was like, I like getting the fuck out of my house. Like Publix, at least feels safe. I'm only yeah. there for thirty minutes. Exactly. I get my goodies, I get my bottle of wine, go home, snuggle up. They always have that grab and go stuff that that you you don't know about, and sometimes you're like, you know what, I get tendy, just Homie, one tendy, and doing, they'll do it. They started they started doing fried chicken sandwiches down here. <laughs> it's nice. Mm-hmm. It's real nice, mm-hmm. man. Um, okay, Michael, I have a speaking of eating grab and go stuff. I have a shower thought. Um, this is actually from a Tumblr post that I was alerted to via Twitter. Um, and Michael, you, you're, uh, you were a young Christian boy, an aspiring, uh, youth pastor <laughs> at one point, I'm sure. 
I did. I did. I really wanted to be a youth leader. Um, okay. To shape the the minds and souls of a, of a younger generation. I was told in Sunday school because I, I I had a thing that I just liked. I mean, I, I've always been good at trivia, so I liked having answers in mm. Sunday school mm-hmm. and like was decent at memorizing stuff. So I was just good at like having answers because I liked reading and like had like absorbing it. So like. I had a, a, a Sunday school teacher tell me that I was going to be a pastor one day. I was like, fuck yeah, that sounds fucking great, dog. Um, just you like have the that. beard for it, for sure. I do have the beard. Uh, I think the sonorous tones that yeah. really like, appeal the to calm, people. Calm demeanor. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Michael, do you remember the first time you took communion? I don't remember the first time, but I do remember. So because I grew up, um, my my mom was Greek Orthodox, which is it's it's similar in some ways to like catholicism um maybe not nearly as strict and a lot more fun but uh i do remember that like you couldn't eat the day of if you wanted to get communion and you also couldn't eat like meat on fridays i think if you wanted to get communion and that was always that always sucked because church didn't start to like 10 right and it wasn't over to like 12 so it was like you couldn't eat like what why would god want me to starve to death and i'm a child which means i haven't eaten dinner since probably like 6 30 the night before this is fucking torture that's a commitment to intermittent fasting yeah um well that's interesting michael so uh we were a little less strict on that front but i remember distinctly when i think my parents and i guess like the church decided i was old enough to participate in communion because i realized what it was and i was presbyterian there was a very, very strong hint, like, yeah, not even a hint, that if you take communion with sin in your heart, oh. and or if you're not, like, if you don't seek forgiveness for the sin, probably 50-50 shot, God's going to shoot you out of the sky with a lightning bolt. <laughs> just, like, point his finger down and be like, not today, sinner, <laughs> and just shoot you down that was similar is that like i like there was a couple times where i would i would sneak like a like a cookie or something and because my my aya would always have cookies with me she would give me one and, and then my, it would be like it's time for communion i'd be like oh shit like am uh-huh. i gonna die is the communion gonna literally kill me well mine was more like uh, I called my sister a shithead earlier and i or i farted in the car or like just did literally <laughs> just sin? any any Michael, I don't know. Any little my, well, Michael, I can't remember if I've told you on the show or not. One day on the way to church, I said the word fart in our minivan, and my mom turned around and slapped me on the on the knee and said, In this family, we say fluff, mister. So I kind of assumed that if saying the word fart was bad, actually doing that dirty deed was definitely a sin. Well, but f- but saying fluff is is not a sin, but fluffing somebody would probably be a sin, I would assume. Right. But I mean, it's kind if of you were, like, if you worked you know, as a fluffer, for example. But I mean, Michael, if I say "goddamn," that's a sin. But if I say "gosh darn," that's not yeah. obviously because we're. But what, isn't it? What's in your heart? And really, what's in my heart was "goddamn." Goddamn! <laughs> I've just been trained by my mom that if I say "goddamn," I will get hit in the face. Um. Anyway, Michael, I was worried that just doing normal kid shit. Yeah. Like lying that no, I didn't eat the box of Cheez Its last night on my way to church because I haven't eaten 
would get me lightning bolted. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was my first experience. And then when I didn't get lightning bolted, I was like, guess I'm good, baby. Sin free. Michael <laughs> Cushing, sign me up. Um, okay. So I'm going to switch gears a little bit. That's the thing, though, is like, I feel like it's, um, it's kind of like a bad positive reinforcement in that you're told all the time that if you do these things, you will be punished for them in some right. way. And then if you actually do the things, you never actually get punished because it's like, oh, it's a, it was in my heart. It's a sin in my heart, blah, blah. And it's like, no, who's going to punish you for it? Only God would know. And he's not punishing me. So therefore, I'm good. Guess I'm in the clear, baby. Guess I'm in the clear because otherwise God would have said something, right? I guess we need to like... I just kind of assume that everyone knows what communion is, but like just for maybe the uninitiated heathens out there that listen, uh, communion is literally in, you know, the lore of the Bible. You're literally eating a representation or sometimes the literal body and blood of Jesus Christ. Yes. So the in Catholicism, <laughs> it's actually it actually turns into. So, Michael, this is going to be important for the conversation I want to have next. So, you know, what's very weird, though, about Greek Orthodox. Go on. For one, they use real wine, regardless of how old you were. I got Welch's, baby. Two, they would break up. They didn't do the wafers. They would literally have bread and they would break up the bread and like dip it. They would like in the you would have a spoonful of literally the wine and the bread together. And then at the end of church, you would line up and get a piece of bread because that was, you know, give us this day our daily bread. At the end. Interesting. So in Presbyterian uh, church, you get a little shot glass of yep. Welch's grape juice and an oyster cracker. Yeah. Yeah. Oyster cracker. That baby. blew my friggin' mind the first time I went to a non-denominational church and got, I was like, what is this? There's no way that this tiny plastic shot glass full of Welch's grape juice and this cracker is the same as sacrament as what I was having out of a fucking golden chalice from a guy wearing golden robes and speaking to me in Greek. There's no way these are the same sacrament. Michael, same shit. Same shit. So yeah, just so you were consuming the the body and blood of Christ uh, through both of those. So I believe Catholics uh, believe in transubstantiation, which means that as soon as you eat the bread, drink the wine, in your body that turns magically into the body of Christ and the blood of Christ. It's kind of like if you eat a watermelon seed, it will be turned into a watermelon. It'll grow into a watermelon in your tummy and you'll die. Um, Lutherans, a lot of other faiths or denominations believe in consubstantiation, which in that the substance of the bread and the wine coexists with the body and the blood of Christ in the Eucharist. So it is basically Schrodinger's Jesus Christ. So it is both blood (laughs) and wine at the same time. It is bread and and Jesus at the same. And you time. don't know until you open your stomach up and look. Yep. And it turns oh, out, God. hey, it's, it was uh, it was definitely just bread and wine. It's Christ in there. So, Michael, um, just to switch gears real fast, apropos of nothing, mm-hmm. what do you know about the video game character Kirby? The only thing I know about Kirby is from Super Smash Brothers, and he is probably the coolest character because he could just he would just eat someone and then spit them out but then now he was them like if he, he would have like link's sword or like right he would have like same samus 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 the, samus they would have like their their like super like speed powers or whatever speed powers gun big old rock and he could just whatnot. eat anything yeah tremendous michael i hope you know where i'm going with this <laughs> i have an uh, idea have a have a quick quick uh shower thought for you if Kirby eats the communion wafers first, sorry, if he eats the communion wafers, does he become the new Messiah or just gain Jesus's powers? That's a great question. And I think, I think that it comes down to, so in Super Smash Brothers, he just, 
like if he were to eat someone and he spits them out, they still exist and still have their powers. So if he were to just absorb Jesus's powers, now you have two Jesai, mm-hmm. which seems the quadfecta of Christ. <laughs> it seems, yeah, it seems like that doesn't work. We have a Michael, holy trinity and not a holy quadrinity. Michael, the alternate one is he might just become a wafer. He might just become bread. Or he, he might just become bread. bread. He might just become bread with Jesus' powers. Now that's something I'm into. Yeah. A big loaf of like a big like slice of bread that can raise the like raise the dead and heal the sick. <laughs> I'm, I'm into that. It's a very interesting philosophical question in that um hmm. Do we know what what religion Kirby is? Because if he's if he's Catholic, I would have to say that he does in fact become the new Jesus. Because I think I think that in the video games, not Super Smash Brothers, he didn't spit out enemies. He would just eat them and and absorb their powers, but also they would just now exist in the black hole that is Kirby's insides. <laughs> what's that what's that little smile for? Sorry, so I'm I'm looking this up. Michael, this is again, I am not um I'm not Pentecostal, I'm not Catholic. Again, uh Presbyterian community is kind of just a joke with with grape juice. Um but so one of the comments on this Tumblr thread, uh so and which of which there are fifteen thousand notes on how this would functionally work. Um <laughs> Sorry, let me pull this up one second. I lost the tab. Um, someone says this makes no sense because then the Holy Spirit, which is also God, wouldn't be wouldn't be able to eat the Eucharist. So I do know that the Holy Spirit is basically allow like he's basically turning the communion wafer and and grape juice into the body of Christ as it goes. So I, I don't. There's so much I don't understand the Holy about the theology Spirit here. Can't but eat the Eucharist because it is not. You can't eat something as a spirit, right? Like that's the whole. That's the whole point. Yeah. I don't know. Can ghosts eat? Michael, ghosts can eat, baby. Of course ghosts can eat. They, I mean... Oh, know. I have seen Ghostbusters. That is true. Yeah, Slimer eats things all the time. Oh, he devours shit. Michael, I'm going to make a rule. I, I think he just... Beca- I think they're just two Jesuses, and one is just tiny and pink. Right? It's got to be two Jesuses. Now, okay, now I want to see... So, like, a G- you'd have the, like, Jesus fight, then, for yeah. final supremacy. Michael, here's and here's a, a here's a thought. Kirby is not natural. He's not of this world, <laughs> not of this plane. As far as I know, I'm sure there's video games and whatnot, but here on Earth, if he ate Jesus, given his form and function, looking like nothing else on this planet, I would say that's a little demon. Then we got Antichrist, baby. So Kirby is the actual Antichrist. Mm-hmm. And Michael, that's a good point because I have I've only played a couple of games, but Kirby is clearly the hero, very much like Mario in Mario World. It's like Kirby's Kirby world, like, right? It's yeah, and like he's like the hero god king of that like world that he lives in. One could make the argument that Kirby is already a messiah of his planet. So if he stumbles across the J Man, who's like mm, yum yum yum, and spits Jesus back out, and now has his powers and Jesus powers. That's a, th- a theologically thorny question. Well, it's it's the the hardest part about it is that God is supposed to be omnipotent and all powerful. And if you were to then have a second omnipotent and all powerful being together, then neither one of them is actually any more omnipotent or all powerful because the other one knows the other one. Mm. Can, the other one mm. can always stop them. Maybe. 
So basically, I think we've disproven religion through Kirby. Yeah, at, at fundamentally. Actually, Michael, the reason I think that really we have is that the answer to this question can be swayed by the fact if Kirby is a Catholic, one outcome will happen. If Kirby is a Lutheran, something else will happen. If Kirby is an atheist, he just ate a man. That's it. But like the fact that something different will happen no matter what Kirby himself, but like whatever dogmatic viewpoint Kirby has, the world will be different based on how and when he eats Jesus. That to me makes religion a joke because fundamentally Jesus is the same person. Kirby, what Kirby believes makes him eating him different. Or it just proves that everyone should be Pastafarian. I don't know. <laughs> how big? How big can Kirby? What, what's the largest size of something that Kirby can eat? That's a great question. Um, let me see. I found a thread. What happens to living beings that Kirby swallows? Uh, someone just says oblivion. That's not what I want. Uh, I found an article from SVG.com. The most terrible things that Kirby has eaten. Um, <laughs> okay. Apparently, he once uh, the biggest thing he ate was a gigantic tree because he gained some sort of superpowers, like a tree that was rooted into the ground and he sucked it out of the earth and ate it. So I think he can eat Jesus. What power does eating a tree give you, though? I don't know. Big stick. Photosynthesis? Hands, you become Groot? No. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Or become Groot. Or, or now he can breathe carbon dioxide and release oxygen. And that's what we need. We just need Kirby to eat all of the trees. I mean, if Kirby ate all the trees... I mean, it seems counterintuitive, but what if he could solve global warming by eating all the trees and then absorb all the carbon dioxide because he can do that himself? Now. Exactly. He just flies around. Like, uh, could Kirby just swallow a, a smallish black hole? Michael, that's actually the bit. That's a good point. If Kirby was around and he just ate all the trees and then spit them back out because that's what he does, yep. at least in Smash Brothers, not in the games. Uh, we're going to whatever. That. Smash then, Brothers is the newer version of that. So I assume. now we got we're just like he's doubling all the trees carbon scrubbing capacity. That's right there. That's your solve for global so warming, global baby. warming, which is way better than this article that I saw about Bill Gates plan to solve global warming. That fucking 5G motherfucker. No, thanks. Get out of here, Bill. He wants to blot the out the sun, I guess. <laughs> That's a, what is he like fucking Mr. Burns shit? Get out of here. It's the Matrix. We have to stop the machines from being able to use solar power. I mean, I don't disagree, but OK. Uh, well, Michael, you did ask about Kirby eating a black hole. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know what ha- I I shudder to think at what would happen of a black hole and Kirby sucking each other off. <laughs> it can't be good. <laughs> and I don't it's, like the way I worded it, but I can't think of a better way to do that. It's like so. that uh, that snake that eats its own tail. Mm-hmm. What is that thing called? The Ouroboros. The, the onomatopoeia. Nailed it. Not it. I mean, so, you know, people always come up with these philosophical questions about, like, can God create a burrito so hot that he even he can't eat it? You know, those can he microwave a burrito yeah. so hot. That's it. That's important. And and I feel like Kirby presents even more philosophical paradoxes here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, literally, I mean, especially because if he can eat God. Which it seems like he can. That means he's more powerful than than he's God. more powerful than God. Yeah, and I don't know what to do with that knowledge <laughs> because because if he can stack powers, he could eat God. Now he has all omnipotent powers, and then all he has to do is eat one more thing, and then now he has even more powers. It's like infinity plus one. Man, okay, it's so kind of like how the Kurt- set of natural numbers is technically infinity, but like the set of all numbers is technically larger because it includes all of the in between numbers so it's a larger infinity michael you 
you know, and actually I'm offended by that you brought this up because you know I'm too dumb to comprehend what you just said. And I, yes, but I, one, I, at least one person listening to this uh, will enjoy that. Yep. Well, yep. It's our friend Matt. Michael, you have any other fun stories for me, buddy? All right. I got. I have. I have a a hot hot news that I was just you know I was I thought to myself. What always happens every time we record, Kush, and we go, wow, there's not really many good stories. What happens literally five minutes after we end recording? Roughly 18 news stories break. So I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to the Twitters while while you're going to refill your Bevo. And, oh, something and on, on fill a different part. Ayo. Talking about your bladder. Um, have you heard that they're developing a new reboot of Face Off? Hmm. Um, it will be produced by Fast and the Furious producer Neil Moritz and will be written and directed by Godzilla versus Kong director Adam Wingard. According to okay. Wingard, the movie is not a reimagining or a remaking of the original, but is instead a direct sequel. Huh. A sequel. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So the tweet I, I saw yesterday, I just remembered it was... I thought about it, and I think I'd be fine if they remade uh, Face Off with Donald Glover and uh, Lakeith Stanley. I was like, yeah, I'll watch that all day. And I I was like, okay, I thought that was just some random tweet. And now you come at me with this knowledge mm. that direct sequel with Nick Cage and John Travolta? No, no. I, I guess they're recasting. I assume it's going to be like their... It's got to be something related like their kids or somebody who was irreparably harmed by one of them during this whole face-off debacle, right? It would have I, to I be. don't see how that could be, Michael. They didn't harm anyone throughout the, that entire film. <laughs> and... Victimless crime oh, the whole time. <laughs> I, and here's the thing. Like, in, in the spirit of the, the re, like, the sequels or reboots or whatever, like, we had to Ocean's 8 with, with, two, with the women instead of, instead of men. We had uh, the Ghostbusters with women, mm -hmm. which is tremendous. Which is, you, everyone loved that one. Everyone loved or, it. It actually well, was I'll tremendous. Say, actually, I'll say that everyone reacted great to that one. <laughs> so, like, I was reading this article, and and uh, you know, some they were having some uh, some suggestions for who could be the new face off. We had Vin Diesel and The Rock. Not interested. No, thank you. I just like the like one one is big, and the other one is not so big. I'll be honest, I don't need The Rock in a movie like that. Like, the reason, I mean, this was just, like, 90s, early 2000s, like, movie stars. Like, John Travolta and Nick Cage are both just, like, skinny little weasels. Mm. Like, and it was great. Like, I kind of, I'm kind of missing the days of, like, late 90s, early 2000s, like, action movie stars where they're just, like, skinny dudes who just, like, yeah, let's punch each other. And, like, fight scenes were, like, 45 seconds. And like it, like if you got hit one time, like, you're going down. <laughs> so what about Will Ferrell and John C. Riley? Now that I would fucking watch. That'd man. be good, right? Because like functionally, nothing would change. Like they, if they got face offed, like they'd be like, oh fuck. Well, right, <laughs> well, I guess this is where we are. Also making the same movie because it's basically the same. What yeah, about uh, like Helen Mirren and and uh, Meryl Streep? I would prefer Helen Mirren and Dame Judi Dench. Mm. That's just me, though. Slightly different body types, but I think I could pull it off. 
Michael, no. Okay, you cannot say that to me after watching the movie Face Off. John Travolta <laughs> and Nick Cage are like, they have five inches of height. Like, they they put such emphasis on the face coming off in that movie. That is by far the least impressive body engineering they do. Like, they fundamentally, and like, they show it in the computer scans when they're like turning them into each other. They fundamentally recreate each other's bodies. They, they just like, Silly string stretch out John Travolta to become Nick Cage. Like and, then, and they just gloss over in a computer animation. They're like, yeah, that's all happening. It's like, you just increased Nick Cage's chest size by five inches around. What are you fucking talking about? Can you imagine the CG that's gonna go into this movie when they do the the swap? Oh, it's gonna be insane. It's gonna be insane. Michael, if anything, I want a realistic healing time like montage of just like everyone takes eight to 12 weeks just fucking let their bones heal and their face heal up like oh god this is nope no it needs to like we'll just use marvel we're just gonna use marvel movie magic we're gonna put them all in the machine that made captain america and we're just gonna flip them around what if it was just nick cage and john travolta again dude i would fucking love that here michael you mentioned the capital one commercial with nick cage or sorry john John travolta Travolta, a couple weeks ago for christmas um (laughs) So Super Bowl happened last weekend. Yes. Obviously, the big game everyone's talking yes. about. Everyone loved it. Such a such a good game and great commercials. Love it. Um, so one that came up a lot in like you know I'm working marketing. So a lot of the the conversations I was having were was about the um, Scotts commercial that included John Travolta and I guess his daughter like dancing. Yes, in the backyard. And I don't know about you. It took me probably 45 seconds after the commercial to be like, was that fucking John Travolta? And they even say his name in it. Right. I'm like, that's not John Travolta. That's Nick Cage. Yeah. He does not look like himself anymore. It's just like, which is why I don't know why they chose him. I don't know why, I don't know why Capital One chose him. Cause like he's, he just looks like a mailman, like an angry mailman. (laughs) John Travolta never did commercials before. He must be really like the, he must be really hard up for money. Like the Church of Scientology must have taken everything because all of a sudden he's just doing commercials. I did scroll past some Netflix movie where he was like a hardball detective and I kind of want to go back and watch it because now that I know what he looks like in real life, I'm like, yeah, I'll fucking check out John Travolta punching shit. Let's do it. <laughs> what about just Paul, like old Paul Rudd and young Paul Rudd? Indistinguishable. That doesn't, no. <laughs> right, it would be perfect. Yeah. I mean, low budget. You don't need to no, spend a lot of money it's on just CG. Paul Rudd. It's just Paul Rudd staring in a mirror the whole time. He's like, yeah, let's commit crimes, baby. I'm gonna catch you. Actually, I'm pretty sure that's already a that's a TV that's a Netflix show, isn't it? Where he like disappears and he comes back and some it's like a it's like the movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger where it's, it turns out somebody has taken over his life, but uh, they like create a better version of you. Oh yeah, and then um, you're supposed to disappear, but like he didn't, and so now there's a he's like trying to live with a better. It's called living with yourself, I think. Okay, I haven't seen that one. Is that I Paul have Rudd? Seen... I don't know if that's Paul Rudd. Did you see Arnold Schwarzenegger in there somewhere? Arnold Schwarzenegger, the Sixth Day, isn't that the one where the he Sixth like Day? That was a that was a good one. The twist at the end where he was a clone the whole time. Mm, Man, everyone's Boy, a clone. Love love that one. Um, yeah, Michael. I mean, I'll watch it. I'll, I'll say this, Michael. The movie the movie news that I'm excited about from this week. Um, Redwall? I don't know if you ever read the Redwall books. No. Okay, so uh, they were a book series by some guy named Martin. I'm forgetting his first, his last name. It doesn't matter. But um, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Fuck the guy. Um, so it's all the characters are like small, far like 
you know, forest animals up from like mount like mice to like badgers and like weasels and stuff. But this like sprawling like twenty five book fantasy series centered on this Redwall Abbey, which is defended by an army of mice. Uh, fucking dope books. One of my favorites as a kid. And Netflix acquired the rights to all like twenty five books. And I can't wait for. It's going to be like, like a series of movies or a I fucking TV hope show, so, my dude. It's I mean, it's a, it's going to be a TV series and I can't fucking wait. I feel like after the success of The Mandalorian and like the Expanse series, I feel like we should stop trying to turn books into movies and we should turn books into limited series. It works so much better. You can tell so much more of the story. You can like learn a lot more about the characters. You don't have to cut out like things that they think aren't important that people love in the books. Like it's just, it's great. Yeah, no, it's, uh, there should be more limited run series. Everyone should just be comfortable with like, I don't need six series, like six seasons of the movies. Like that's it. Like I don't need to see, like fine. If they do a season two, like a season three of Mandalorian, that's fine. But like the first one was great. Then like the second one was great too, but like I'm fine with just things ending. Yeah, more things need to end. Like I just saw Brooklyn Nine Nine, so they're they're coming to an end. It's like, yeah, we all knew that was coming because nope, I can't <laughs> laugh at cops anymore. Sorry. <laughs> all right, Michael. Uh, we had we had other stories to talk about. What do you got? We got 20 minutes left. Um, what were uh, we said we were going to talk about? Oh, yes. Yes. You know what we're talking about. Yes. So, as you know, Kush, I am a very accomplished guitarist. Been in been mm-hmm. in a band before. Yes, quite. Um, were you in a, sorry, were you in a church band or a youth group band? I was also in a youth group band. Fuck of course, yeah. yeah. Two bands, baby. One for Jesus. <laughs> One for Jesus. I'm pretty sure they just like didn't actually plug in my guitar, though, would be my guess. My brother was in uh, the church band. Dude rocked out every day. It's mm. great. Um, <laughs> I'm going to just tell you about this story and then you can guess where it's from. Uh, it's a musician named Midnight Prince. He, okay. his uncle, died. And he mm-hmm. had his skeleton prepared and imported from Greece and turned into a guitar. Wait. Oh, huh. It got worse. It got progressively. <laughs> so, hold on. Just this, just the skeletons, right? Mm-hmm. His uncle, um, Philip, died in a car accident in Greece in the mid-90s, and his remains were donated to science, and his skeleton was used in medical school classes for decades. But then one day, the school said, we don't need these bones no more. And he was like, that's cool. Money is my bones. And, <laughs> the bones are my money. And like, so his parents, his, uh, Philip's parents had died, because this was in the mid-90s, and so it went to this dude's mother, who would have been Philip's sister. And she was like, I don't want them. And this guy, Midnight Prince, obviously, he said, yeah, I want those bones because I want to make this sweet guitar. I'm so curious. What do bones, bones specifically, when science is done with them, (laughs) after they've been donated to science and science is like, yeah, we've done enough of our grim work. We're done with these. One, why don't they just throw them out or, you know, grind them up, burn them, can't, do whatever the fuck you can't do, do with it. bones? He's Greek Orthodox. Can't, uh, Greek Orthodox doesn't do, they don't do, uh, they don't do cremation. Okay. You can't just like throw bones could, away. That's, 
disrespectful to the dead. You could grind them up, mix them with water, and throw them down the drain. That's just Michael. That to me, I'm I'm putting you about out into the Greek the Greek ocean, baby. I mean, yes, but then I don't get to go into Greek heaven. Okay, hold on though. Um, okay, so you donate your body to science, which seems at odds with your anti uh, cremation views um, and whatever. So just so I know the timeline, you donate your body to science. Mm-hmm. Science cuts up your bones and brains and just your guts and just really fucks it up with your body. Yep. You have, in the meantime, gone to heaven. Like yeah. you are in heaven, mm-hmm. chilling at the right hand of the Lord, washing his feet, walking down those streets of gold, looking at gems, just singing the praise of just God all day long. fucking harping it up all the time. Just fucking loving it with that harp. Mm-hmm. And then some Greek dickhead <laughs> PhD candidate just he's like oh I got these bones and I am hey guess what I am done with these bones these bones done done and he just he just grinds them up and lights them on fire and you get sucked so fast out of heaven just down at the hell be like oh you like fire do you sorry bitch look I that, mean I don't make the rules Kirby does Greek, <laughs> Kirby Kirby's <laughs> Greek heaven rules sound pretty rough man so apparently the, the his uncle introduced him to heavy metal when he was a boy, which is why he thought that his mom apparently did not want to allow this to happen. She said it was sacrilegious. And he was like, well, what do you think the uncle would rather have? He'd rather be like stuck in a box somewhere than just a, a box of bones. Or would you would he rather be a dope ass Skellicaster guitar? That I okay, get to yeah, play I, Michael, I got I got so distracted by Greek heaven and fire that I forgot he turned his uncle's rib cage into a guitar is rib, that what I'm rib cage and then the, so it's like there's a guitar neck that pops out where the where the where person's the neck, neck would be and then sure, it's a rib course. cage and then his parts of his spine that go down to his pelvis so the pelvis is where the uh, knobs are and where you plug in and the pickups are kind of like i would say right where the sternum okay is okay i'm seeing it now okay Wow. I mean, like, it's impressive. I'm not going to lie. But also, this guy is a psychopath, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, on a number of ways. Uh, but also metal as fuck. Is there anything more metal than having a guitar made out of honest-to-goodness bones? Hold on. Sorry. No, Michael, that's pretty much the most metal shit I think in the world, uh, sorry, one second. So I did find another article from TampaBay.com because obviously, Michael, this man is from Tampa Bay. He lives, <laughs> he lives he's in Florida. from Tampa. Um, it, which, by the way, if we just we just talk about how it's the year of Tampa. It's the, the, the Rays were in the Tampa, World Series. Uh, the Bucks and the Lightning both won. Um, so sorry, y'all. It's COVID might be Tampa's fault. Michael, do you remember us at any point? I think we might have talked about another Tampa resident who was featured on the Guinness Book of World Records. Early, early tilt. Odilon Azair, who had some, like, he has the world record for, uh, acry- like, the longest acrylic nails. Oh, I like, yes. I feel like we might have. He also, I think, published, um, a, he did some sort of hat maker prank. The world's tallest hat. Yeah, and, and I think we talked about this too. <laughs> yes. So Michael, apparently, some enterprising reporters at TampaBay.com have noticed that Prince Midnight, with without his wig on, bears a striking resemblance to Odilon Azair. No who way. We have definitely talked about on this. Who also 
bears a striking resemblance to a man named Justin Arnold, a Tampa resident who once pranked this newspaper of record into publishing a photo of a two-headed alligator on the cover of the Tampa Bay Times. So you're saying this is fake? I'm not saying it's fake, Michael. I'm saying it's prank adjacent, but I want to get into could you do this? And I might personally like or just no, 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 just legally. Mm, mm-hmm. Can you make a skeleton guitar? <laughs> <laughs> and um, turns out, yeah, you probably could. Yeah, I mean, in Florida, oh, I can't see why you like it's Florida. You can literally do anything. Uh, more importantly, Michael, how how easy do you think it would be to get your hands, your grubby little hands on uh, a bona fide real human skull? In Florida, probably, probably Legally. easier than, probably easier than it should be. So I've learned that it is apparently shockingly legal and very easy to get your hand I'm on. I'm thinking like two day shipping level easy. Yeah, you can't get them really on eBay, but uh, I did find a a website called I think it's odd articulate odd articulations dot com that um sells. They'll just sell you straight up bones, homie. And also something in the, if you click down in the shop button, um, something called wet specimens, which oh, I'd rather not know about oh, no. at all. But, but but how? Like, whose bones are these? Just just bones, bud. Um, like bone, the, the very existence of a real human skeleton and bones implies that it came from a real human at some point, which I feel like that human should own their bones and whoever Michael, my bones my bones at all fundamental levels are my money my bones are my money <laughs> all i'm saying is that when i die do not ever let anyone other than i would say people i like sell my bones so apparently michael the human bone trade is legal and booming on instagram According to someone who wrote a this is from Popular Science, The Secret Life of Bones. Um, but on this art, so first of all, it's real murky area, Michael, because under US law, you can't keep your parents' skull. I can't just like if my dad beefs it, I can't just be like, okay, pop his head off and I want that skull. Thank you. Mm. Can't do it. Why not? Anything with viable human tissue on it, mm. can't keep it. Okay. Um, but So I have to legal. I have to take it and put it into an acidic solution that gets rid of all the viable human tissue, and then I get to keep the skull. Yes. There are three, only three states have restrictions beyond the, like, federal restrictions, which basically just say no viable tissue, and if it, if there are indigenous people, you can't own their bones, which is great. <laughs> yep, Thank you. terrific. Uh, Louisiana. If it fits, it uh, ships. Louisiana, you can only own teeth, fingernails, gallstones, and cremated remains. Um, you cannot own any bones if you live in Louisiana, which feels kind of fucked up for like. like I all feel the like I would say I feel like that's a direct assault on like voodoo and those types of um, religions exactly. in Louisiana, which seems, exactly that's just racist. Louisiana, it's just come on. fucking racist. In Georgia and Tennessee, you can own, buy, sell, and trade human remains within the state, but you cannot import or export any parts in or out of the state. So like. Sorry, Michael. If I die, you can't you can't come get me and sell me in in Chicago. Sorry, buddy. No, but I can come um, get you and just display you in Chicago, right? I just that's can't so sell true. you. Uh, so this I can this site <laughs> oddarticulations.com says, well, where can I buy one? <laughs> Quote: I get them in every now and then, but they're becoming harder and harder to find in good condition. When I get one in, I usually list it for sale on my Instagram and Facebook pages. 
or I list it for sale on my website. Michael, can you imagine? I don't know if you're a member of any like neighborhood or like mm-hmm. city swap yep. or like this yep. is for sale, like you know, curbside pickup kind of things. If you just like were like, yeah, here's my uncle Jerry's bones. <laughs> come get these bones. How do you we'll just take come, trade? How do you just come into some bones? All sorts of ways, buddy. I and just, and how do you become known as the guy who like you got extra bones? This guy will take them. Michael, I think if you create a website called oddarticulations.com exclusively known for selling bones, like you've you've made a niche for yourself. We're like, I know a guy for bones. This is my bone guy. I just feel like he should be on so many lists. Michael, the fact that he has a category under his shop page called wet specimens, which goddamn includes the the third product is preserved eyeball. Oh, that's pretty cool, oh, though. Oh, they get oh, Michael. The fifth one is preserved groundhog fetus. These I don't are want bad. That at all. I don't like any of this, and I don't like that I clicked on it. Michael, how much do you think a human skull sells for? Like an actual real human skull sells for on oddarticulations.com? Uh, hundred and forty nine ninety nine. Anywhere from seven hundred and fifty to fourteen hundred dollars. That's honestly a little more than I expected. He did say, I guess he did say they're getting harder to come by. Right, Michael. Supply and demand, baby. Skulls are going left and right. Back in my day, for 150 bucks, you could get a skeleton. Well, Michael, actually, you know, right? The first, the very first listing on, there there are only nine results. The first one, $25 for one ticket for a raffle for a real elongated human skull, which is worth... $5,000. $5,000. So you can, the buy now price, Michael, is 5000 USD. Each raffle ticket is $25 with only $600 available. Which, does that even equal 5000 I can't do that. Here's, here's a question. If I'm just digging, let's say I'm digging on some property I own, and sure. and I come across some bones. Those like are human bones, skeleton. Do I own that? Or do I have to, like, call somebody and make sure that they're, like... There's not no, like an open actually, case that, for these bones. That was, I think that's another one of the uh, things. Is like if you dig up bones, like if you unearth any human remains, you legally have to call the cops. But like, what if it turns out that it's like, oh, these are these human remains are 700 years old and they died of natural causes. And not causes. a murder? Yeah. If they're not a murder and they're not indigenous people, Michael, those are your bones, baby. Okay, so it is a finder's keepers kind of thing. I think so. All right. As it's long as it's like not a diamond mine murder in investigation. Yeah, if it's not a murder... If it's not any, no, it's like an old murder though that it has already been solved. It's fine. <laughs> All the next of kin, they they don't want they don't want to have anything to do with it. It's been yeah. it's been two hundred years. Yeah, they were killed, but it was they were killed by you know Jack the Michael. Ripper. In that case, then the bones literally become your money. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's it, baby. Yeah, okay. Uh, I feel like we had one other story we were going to talk about. You had something else, right? I mean, I had so many just. Dumb things. I want to talk about one, Michael, just because this is so, this is just vindication for me. And I will say the uh, source of this makes it a little bit suspect. But um, I found an article on AndroidAuthority.com with a study headline from February 11th, yesterday. Study says Android users make better relationship partners than iPhone users. And goddamn, that is sweet, sweet vindication. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, blue bubble motherfuckers. I feel Green like that's where you true, because as Android users, we are forced to um, 
interact with a lot of different types of Androids. Like, you know, you got the Windows phones. I guess those weren't Android, were they? Are they now? They are now. You've got all the different types of phones. You got, you know, like the Google phone. But like, we all are one ecosystem underneath Android, but it's, it's so diverse. We're a big tent party. Whereas the iPhone is like the GOP. It's just all white. It's just all All white. white. Maybe slightly tan, over tan. You get the, the rose gold. That's just, that's just the fake tan. We know you're white underneath there. And like, they're so, they're so, you can't even get things on the, on the fucking Apple store. Because they're like, oh no, well that's that's in a, that's you can't put that on there. That has like a gambling or some shit. Fuck off. It's just like Apple. Like though they get a feature four years later and pretending like they invented yeah. it. A lot of gaslighting going on. A lot and of they charge. They charge way more than they should for everything. They're constantly trying to fundraise your money from you by making you buy new ear pods or whatever. And I stick with the same model of phone for like literally four years until it dies. Mm-hmm. Like, pff, yeah, mm-hmm. Michael again. Oh, what I'm saying I, I, is that iPhone users Michael, are I basically the GOP. Okay, so I actually had not read any of this article because I was like, vindication, baby, headline, that's all I need. <laughs> Even though the article is from AndroidAuthority.com. But well, I they're the authority say, on Android, so they would know that Android is better. Okay, so they did this by a number of bad habits. So using a handset while watching TV, a TV or movie, iPhone users 75% versus 59% for Android. Uh, using their phone while having a conversation, 67 versus 51. Using a phone while eating, 64 to 42. Okay, let's see. Can we talk <laughs> Actually, about real quick Michael, about uh, doing... Michael, Sorry, go ahead. Here's the biggest one. Yeah. This is, as, a, as an Android user for life, this one hits me so hard because, goddamn, every time I'm texting with an Android or an Apple user, this one hits me. Sending multiple one-line messages instead of one text. Apple users, 56% versus 41% for Android. Have a convert. Give me a complete thought, you ding dongs. That's all I want. Every every Apple user on the planet, even though it's only a half. I I have to say that I'm I'm guilty of that. I do that in Slack a lot, where it's just it's Slack's as it, as it comes into my brain, it is going on, and I am hitting enter before I even finish it. I'll do that with text too, because I I just once I have once I have thought something and and wrote it down, I do not want to look at it again because I will just think about how i could have worded it differently so it's just going out the door it is made it is it is done it is stamp of approval out the door what does it I say mean, how I- many android versus apple users use their phone while standing at a urinal because that to me is the worst thing in the world next to drinking a beer at the urinal which is also like a full like not a beer bottle that's fine maybe but like a full open topped pint glass beer Oh, that's that's egregious, um, Michael. I, I don't. I think I mentioned on this show. I'm not going to say their certainly won't say their name. Definitely won't say their title. But someone in my company, very high up in it, um, I very much walked into the restroom after them and saw them leave a full can of Lacroix uh, lemon flavor on top of the urinal. It's on my Instagram. I'm just like, you are. Mm. Also, I've never seen them wash their hands when they leave the restroom, and that's oh. tr- problematic as well. Um, no, it doesn't go into that level of detail, Michael. I'm so sorry. I'm just like, I don't, people who just, how hard up are you on your phone that you can't spend the 35 seconds it takes to take out your dick and pee without looking at your fucking phone? Like, sit I mean, down, Michael, sit down and pretend like you're shitting and use your phone. 
Right. That's, a, you know, that's allowable. But Michael, you never know when face-off news is going to break on Twitter. But it's just like, th- this is why there's urine everywhere. Because you're not paying a fucking attention to your dick. Uh, uh, Michael, I will posit that because men, there will always be urine everywhere in any men's bathroom. It, you, like, they could have both hands on the wheel, be like stone cold sober. Half the men in in any like subset of a group will piss sideways onto the wall. <laughs> like you can't avoid it. That is just. I feel though. You know, I feel like yes, yes. In in college and in like bars and stuff, yes. But I feel like in a professional setting, th- that happens less, except where people are using their phone. Yeah. I guess a, a random bar. I don't know what you're doing. Unless it's like I'm with my friends and or girlfriend and I just like didn't want to be on my phone at the table. So I I am sprinting to the bathroom every 20 minutes to check TikTok. I just, you know, it's there. I immediately hate you. If I walk into a bathroom and I see you standing at the urinal and you got like that stance where you're just looking at your phone. Like, I just want I want to I want to push you into the urinal. I hate you. Well, Michael, um, I I promise I will never, ever use my phone at a urinal anywhere around you because I don't want you pushing my ding dong into the icy cold ceramic <laughs> of a urinal. Urinals are also just ter- like they're terrible. Like there is literally no way to stop splashback from that. No, urinals. I mean, why do they still exist? How does this not how have we not done anything about this technology? Michael, some things will never get better. I mean, Michael, the only the only other option is literally just a big cup that goes around your dick and you shoot right into it. And like no one's That's to fine. That. It's better Michael, than wearing would... shorts at a urinal, Kush. What? Hey, oh, you... basketball shorts? Just when you're wearing shorts in the urinal, like you're a tall person, yeah, and sometimes really, you have to use it. you have to use the urinal that's that's like for children. Oh, you mean the short urinal? Yeah. No, I'm saying okay, like, and I, then you're wearing shorts. You can sometimes you sometimes you feel a little splash on your leg from the splashback, oh and you're like, does this happen all of the time when I'm wearing pants? Are all of the bottoms of my pants covered? In it splashback? is, and they are, Michael. Yeah, you don't want to UV light yourself. I'm never you like this. I don't this. If I don't have to, I don't. I don't use a urinal most of the time. Michael, everything about male pissing is bad. Like everything about it. Like there's no like you know it, it would be solved if we all just sat down. Why don't we, we should we just, all just sit, sit down? down? It's so much easier. We should all just sit the fuck down. Because people just be all over the seat, too, though. That's If you sit down? How? I don't know, man. That's men? Yeah, that's true. Michael, I mean... We should all just really carry just... our own toilet seats. That's... We should just carry our own. <laughs> or if this country had any sort of decency or, like, sanitation, the shit would just be built in to clean itself every time. Just that's clean true. Up my ba- clean up my shit. What's the um, one at the airport where you press the button and it... it... It has the 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 plastic thing that like shifts all the way around. Michael, the coolest thing I ever saw was in Germany. Uh, I was very lucky on my high school trip. I got to go there when I was eighteen. Went we stopped with our bus at like some like roadside place, like a convenience store. Walked into their restroom, and right after I flushed, the entire place got kind of flooded with like light UV light, and then the toilet seat kind of lifted and spun around. That like it went back into the wall to get sanitized. And then just came back out crystal clean. I was like, every single time toilets do that in Germany, I was like, and this was like the equivalent of a Chevron, a Chevron station here in the U.S., the nastiest place on the planet. Yep. Here, the picture of health. They also do the thing where on the the rest areas uh, where it's just it's just the the stand. They have the standalone like 
buildings with the, you know, with the uh, toilets and the sinks and stuff in them. And when you're done, they will lock for like 30 seconds and basically just like steam sanitize the whole fucking thing when you leave. Like, Michael, if if this conversation and basically the entire, I don't know, I mean, last four years, but, you know, <laughs> 10, 15, whatever. But certainly the last like two months of American history have taught me anything. American exceptional, exceptionalism is the biggest lie we've ever been. Sold. Oh, no. Yeah, we're we're at the absolute worst. Like, our toilets are garbage. Yeah. Like, if we can't get our toilets working. Speaking of toilets, I just, my bidet just showed up. Oh, home Yeah, I got the, the email that said it showed up. I'm, I'm so excited. So excited. You're in for a real treat. I'm going to give you Michael, a review next, next time. Yeah, please give me a review. Although, here's my review. The bidet, it works. It gets you clean. But then, you're still wiping... A lot of things off. Mostly, you're you're soaking wet balls. Well, <laughs> like you're supposed to use the dryer, man. Yeah, Michael, buddy, that only does that can only do so much work. You just gotta sit there longer, <sighs> Michael. I have things. To do. <laughs> I'm busy. I'm a I, busy don't, I don't. I don't have a job. That's I'm true. gonna sit there yeah, until Michael, I'm dry, you, baby. Never got. Yeah. Well, you'll, yeah. You got time. Have you used Sit the turbo the button yet? That's the question. That's, that's the question. I, I don't. I, well, mine doesn't have a turbo button. I didn't invest enough. Oh I should. man. I'll let you know how the turbo button is. <laughs> Please do. Uh, well, Michael, uh, it's been lovely talking with you, buddy. Uh, unless you have any final thoughts or, or uh, stories for no, me. No, that's it. Okay. Gonna end on that. Um, one. The turbo bidet. Michael's soaking wet balls in the mm-hmm. turbo dryer. Um, everyone, if you've liked this episode, you can find out information about stuff at goodbuddymedia.com our website which we're paying for for some reason um <laughs> there's information about this show and our sister show the longest days of our lives which will be making its triumphant return because we are most almost certainly definitely 100 recording tomorrow night yes. with our good buddy curtis uh in that show we are watching every single episode of the hit show 24 we are in the middle ish of season three i think we're just about to hit episode 10 technically this is the longest day of jack's life because it has now been going on for a full a year, year and, and a half. half yeah yeah took a took a mid-season break mm-hmm. but uh jack is back and so are we baby uh that show will be coming back uh hopefully in the next week or two we're gonna try to get a whole bunch in the can so we should be good to go um even if you've never seen 24 man michael i was re-listening to the first couple episodes <laughs> Uh, just to kind of like prep myself and God, that show is like from the get go, just fucking good and oh, yeah. funny. And we come I out also, firing. I love it. It's the best show. And also, I, my, I look back and I'm sorry. It took us like three episodes for this show and for that one, for me to just let you guys introduce yourselves. And I, I, I look back and I'm like, man, I was such a shithead. I'm so sorry. Yeah. We were yeah. all thinking it, but no one wanted to say it. No one would say it, but mostly no, I because every it. time we say anything that like try to correct you on anything, you just start shut yelling the, and screaming at us. Fuck, and... Michael, you shut your fucking mouth! <laughs> how dare you talk to me like that? See, that's how that's shut, how Google shut, feels. Shut, shut the fuck up. Um, yeah, Michael, that show's coming back, and it's a great time, as you can tell from that small interaction right there. But uh, even if you've never seen it, it really is a good time. We're it's just us being goofballs the entire time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Michael, how else can people help us out? You can help us out by finding us on your podcast app of choice by searching for Trends in Low Places and uh, putting your little skeleton right on that subscribe button. Actually, it probably won't work. I think it needs to be like human tissue in order to get it to register by your phone. But like maybe like a like a skeleton, but like covered in some like illegal human tissue on the subscribe button. I think that would work. That's uh, the way you got to do yeah. it. Yeah, And then um, if you could also give us a five star rating. 
and a review. Uh, that would be really cool. I haven't checked in a while, but I'm pretty sure we're still running at a hundred percent five star rating. So yep. best show on best show on on the air. Um, Michael, so I just I um I heard this on another podcast. Um, if what? you leave us There's a five star podcasts? review, no other like Michael, they started up when we, we were we were looking the other way. Yeah, it happens. I know we're the only legally sanctioned podcast, mm-hmm. but some other podcast sprung up out of the wasteland, and they did this thing where if you leave them a five star review, they their video game theme, so they they were gonna sing it to the theme of a famous video game song. Mm. So if you leave us a five star review, we will sing it to the to to the tune of I'll say any song. Yep, any song that pops into our head, we're just gonna go ahead and do that. So go ahead and leave us five star review. Tell your friends, grab a friend's phone, leave us five star review, and. Next episode, we'll sing review songs. <laughs> we, yeah, I mean, we have some five star reviews, and like, we this wasn't part of it before, but like, we may as well. Yeah, I, I feel like we need a hook to get people on the on on the horn. Yeah. with those reviews. Yeah. So if you've left a review, you be ready. We're gonna sing that shit. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I got distracted by work. Um. <laughs> Because I am not doing this on work hours. Um, would never. That. Never. Absolutely not. Could never, would never. Uh, well, Michael, it's been lovely talking with you, buddy. Love you. Love you, too. Toodles. Don't worry. Be happy. Give us a review. Oh,